0: And we're back. And I think I screwed that up a little bit, but that's okay. It's my it's my first uh Friday night show, so I, I gotta get my sea legs. Here's a cu- question from Donald Nolan. Better Super Bowl win, Steelers over Rogers, Green Bay, or Steelers over Brady, Tampa Bay. I mean, why choose? Actually, obviously it would be it would be better over over Brady. You know, Aaron Aaron Rodgers, he he beat them uh in Super Bowl 45 a decade ago and but I mean, the 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 Patriots and Tom Brady tortured the Steelers for so many years. I mean, uh, the Buccaneers, you know, they they've been people have been waiting for them to, um, hoping and praying for them to to be legit all year. You know, uh, sort of like a super team with Brady going to to Tampa and 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 Antonio Brown uh, Gronk, uh, and they already had uh, some nice receivers there and pretty good defense. So, um, I, I I would say Brady. I mean, I think that would it would they, they would exercise some demons a little bit. It, it would it's not quite the same as beating Brady in his prime with the Patriots and Bill Belichick as the coach. And but still, it would it, it, it would I think it would it would be pr- pretty good. Plus, you would you would be playing them in Tampa Bay, and I think that it would be uh pretty fitting to 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 end uh, possibly end Brady's career with a, a Super Bowl victory. Over him and 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 the uh, the Buccaneers Super Team, and of course, again to repeat, A B. I mean, that would be a uh, pretty uh, pretty sweet too. And uh, here's a a comment from Thanks, Mean Joe, and and another great point: a Super Bowl win is, is a Super Bowl win. We don't care who the victim is, and at the end of the day, that's true. I mean, I I, I honestly wouldn't care. <laughs> but as far as like uh, what would make a better story? Five, uh, five, ten years down the road, obviously beating Brady would be a huge, a huge uh, story. And here's a comment from Ryan O'Toole: If our offense is rocking, the team can beat anyone. Yeah, well, I mean, that's you could say that about a lot of a lot of teams. You know, if they're hitting on all, a lot of good teams, I should say, if they're hitting on all cylinders, then then uh, they're pretty tough to beat. Here's one from Black and Gold. Just win that first playoff game, and I feel like we will be rolling. Yeah, well, that's what I that's what I, I mentioned in the first half of the show with the uh the reason why you want to avoid the Chiefs. First of all, because to me it's the path path of least resistance. You know, I, I don't care. You know, even though I just answered a question about who would be a better story to in, in the Super Bowl to get a victory over the the Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, at the end of the day, you know. Nobody really you know, cares. They just know that you won the Super Bowl and, and, and they're appreciative of that. Like the Steelers avoided the uh, Patriots uh, the three times they went to the Super Bowl in the uh, Ben Roethlisberger era. and Nobody really mentions that. Nobody ever says, oh, yeah, they won those Super Bowls, but they avoided the Patriots. Nobody cares. So, Here's a, another comment from Felicia Ballard. Oh, my God, to be in the Super Bowl, win or lose, all the sports analysts would die to have to have to say we made it. I would love to see E. Crow if we win. Yeah, I mean, in all honesty, Felicia, they would have to win. I mean, I agree. You make it to the Super Bowl, and it's a great year. It doesn't feel that way if they lose, but it's a great year. You know, no matter how you slice it, it's 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 a mark of having a, a successful season. But uh, if if they don't win, then, you know, people like Cowherd and, and a lot of Tom and – detractors, a lot of Ben detractors. They're going to say, yeah, they made it, but they didn't win. And, you know, we still talk in Pittsburgh about that Super Bowl 30 loss. And that was what, 25 years ago. So, you know, uh, win or lose. Yeah, it's great. But you, I think to, to really silence people like Howard and, 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 and all the people who say Tomlin won with Coward's players in 08, you have to win. You have to win the whole, whole shebang. But I agree. I agree with you in the grand scheme of things. It's always nice to make it to the Super Bowl. And let's see what else we have here. Here's one from Mark Tobin. Good question. Should they rebuild the offensive line after this season? I think, and I think the, the, the pieces are there for, for the, the start of it. I mean, I don't think you have to totally rebuild. You know, I like Shooks a lot. Shooks a core of four the third round pick uh, from 2018. And I like Zach Banner. And I think their plan going into next year before the season started was to have Shooks and Banner as, as their tackles. And now we've seen, you know, how great, potentially great Kevin Dotson could be at left guard uh, or maybe right guard. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I've, I've, people who know a lot more than I do about line play say that it's harder said than done to make that kind of switch. But still, you have three young talents there to, to build around and it's just a matter of, of finding some more talent. Did they go round one round two? I, I don't know. It all depends on where they draft, hopefully 32nd or at least as, as close to the bottom of the first round as possible and who's available. So, but do I, do, do, do I think they totally need to, to revamp the line and, and start over? No. Cause I think, I think unlike the first time around when they, when they went out and drafted Marquise Pouncey and they had nothing around him and, and they had to keep, spending draft picks on, on guys like uh, Marcus Gilbert and DeCastro. And, and, you know, they, they were fortunate to develop Ramon Foster, who was a 09 undrafted free agent. I don't think they have to start from square one this time around. I think they have a pretty decent coach and um, Sean Surrett. I know a lot of people are down on him, but I think the problem with the line is more about the age with, with some of these guys like Vela and and, and Pouncy, and maybe DeCastro was hit a wall. I mean, he, he hasn't, he's not as old as the other those other guys I, I, he might be around the same age as Villanueva but you know he's been around since 2012 I think people forget how long he's been in the league so maybe he hit a wall but I think that's more of a the problem with the line than than Sean's red I don't think a guy like Marquis Pouncy and and an all-pro like like David DeCastro, they're not just going to suddenly forget how to block after uh just because Mike Munchak left same with Villanueva even though he was a project and a a former tight end, a former defensive lineman who he developed into a, a a pro bowl left tackle. He's not going to suddenly forget how to play the position just because Mike Munchak left. I mean, you know, a good coach is going to, is going to teach a a player the techniques that he's going to take with him for the rest of his career. I mean, people taught me things, teachers and coaches and mentors 30 years ago that I still use to this day. So I don't think it's a matter of coaching. I think Sean Srett is a good coach and, he certainly had the best teacher in the world to show him the ropes. So I think they have to, yeah, they have to maybe um, add some talent to that line, but it's not going to be a total rebuild. Here's one from T-Money, my man Terry. The clinch last week was huge. It was, it has given us somewhat selective bye week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's what I mean. I mean, I, I wasn't, I was never in favor of, like, say they kept winning, right? Say they kept winning, and, and and they had the the number one seed locked up by week, say week fifteen. I wouldn't have been in favor of, of resting all the players uh, in week sixty or all the important players over the last couple regular season games, and then you have a a week off before your first playoff game. I mean that's too much. Of, that's too much of a, a layoff. But in this case, with the uh, with with you know the, the team not having a, a legit buy since week four, a lot of people. I don't think it's as quite as big a deal as other people do, but the Steeler players certainly think it's a big deal. So to give them a, men, a mental break this week, uh, at least the key guys or, or most of the key guys, I think that's huge. So I, I think it's it'll be a nice morale boost going into the going into the playoffs. And, and you know, Mike Tomlin has done this in the past. He did it in, in 2016 uh, when they when they beat the Ravens on Christmas, and then they had a meaningless game in Week 17. They were the, the number three seed. And they, they couldn't improve their, their, their positioning in the playoffs and he rested a bunch of people and Ben and AB and those guys, Le'Veon Bell, they were, they were as strong as could be in the playoffs. I mean, they came out like gangbusters against the dolphins in the, uh, in the, in the wild card, uh, game. And even 2017, people mentioned that uh, on, on, on the hangover on Monday that, you know, it, it hurt, it hurt Ben when, cause he rested against the Browns and that, Week 17 game, and then the Steelers had a had a bye, and then they played in the division round. But that offense scored 42 points in that game, so I don't think that that was much of a factor. It was just that, the, as I've said a million times, the Jaguars were just a very bad matchup for them in 2017. Let's see what else we have here. Sorry, I, I missed a bunch as I was rambling on there. Oh, well, I guess I missed everything. All right. Here's one from Mark Tobin. I think I think I have Mark Tobin the second time. Anyway, Big Al, Ben getting blown up. Always thought he was too big for the position. Seems like guys can get under his pads easily. Well, I mean, he, you know, that's not be too hard on the guy um he he has made a few pro bowls at least a couple of pro bowls i mean he he built himself up into a pretty decent left tackle there he's just maybe you know people forget he's he's in his 30s now he was a late bloomer as far as as far as uh nfl players and 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 it doesn't really sometimes it doesn't matter how long you've been in the league you know once you once you hit 30 plus i mean it, it kind of catches up to some people fast so maybe it, that just could be it and plus he's going up against a uh Against a lot of uh, talented uh, pass rushers like Miles Garrett, Carl Lawson, you know those guys aren't easy to go against. That's why left tackles make so much money because the usually the best pass rushers are on their side. Here's one from Ron Chess, Tony. Do you think Alex Highsmith has big games against Browns? Has a big game against the Browns? I guess I hope so. I hope so because I think he's a big part of their future. And I think, you know, he, he, yeah, he was gone up against a backup tackle last week, but I think he started to come on at the end of that game. He was this close to having a, a sack a couple of times. And, and at that point in the game, it would have been a huge sack, you know, because it, it, it would have been a pretty vital sack. So, I mean, it's possible. Uh, I I I don't know, but I think he's, he has the potential to be something uh, something special and obviously playing opposite of, T.J. Watt, he's certainly going to get his uh, share of uh, one-on-one, you know, single blocking. He's not going to be double teamed. So if they're going to be focusing their attention on T.J. Watt, he's certainly going to get plenty of opportunities to perfect his uh, pass rushing moves against, uh, against, uh, uh, you know, one-on-one blocking. All right. And here's one from Never Trumper. If you want to make money, bet against the Steelers. Well, I—I I mean, okay. I don't even know why I put that up there. But hey, you're entitled to your opinion. Uh, you know, if you want to bet, if you want to bet uh, on this Sunday's game, I wouldn't advise that. It's too much of a wild card to uh, to bet on this game when when players are resting. You just never know how that's going to go. Here's one from Steeler Chick 46. There always seems to be magic when the Steelers are 12 and 4. I believe that has been our record the last two times we went to the Super Bowl. Uh yeah, yeah. Um yeah, they were 2010, they were 12 and 4.08, they were 12 and 4. 95 uh 1979, they were 12 and 4. So it goes all the way back to the 70s. So it's not a bad record to have. So What else do we have? Here's one from Greg Wakefield. Alex had pressure all game last week. He was close to a sack several times. Yeah, that's that pretty much echoes what I was saying a second ago. Yeah, that's, he, he looked like he was, he was this close. And, you know, people expect, you know, it was the same thing with Bud Dupree and he was the first round pick. And, you know, the, the expectations were a little bit higher. If people, I don't think they, they, a lot of people don't have patience for, for that learning curve. Not that, not that people have been down on Alex Highsmith, but I'm certainly not shocked that that he hasn't developed into the same kind of player that Bud Dupree has, you know, in his rookie year. But I do, I do see some potential there for a, um, for a, for him to make a leap. Who knows? Maybe, maybe as soon as the playoffs, hopefully. I mean, wouldn't that be a a great story to have a, uh, have Bud Dupree's uh, current replacement and maybe future replacement tee off in the playoffs and, 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 Come up with some critical plays for Pittsburgh. Here's one, Felicia Ballard. Well, Tony, Dave, and Bad said we're losing, but not Jeff. Well, I mean, I could see the I could see the majority of people saying that they're going to lose on Sunday. It's it's uh you know it's Mason Rudolph against the Browns full squad. It's you're not going to have Marquis Pouncey. You're not going to have Cam Hayward. I mean, who knows who else? I mean, T- Terrell Edmonds is out the boss. Chris Boswell's out. He, he's still nursing his, uh I think it's a groin injury. So, I mean, I certainly would see, I could see the majority of people vote, uh, uh, taking the Browns to win this game, but that's what would make them winning this game. Meaning the Steelers that much sweeter because, you know, see what, what, Better way to stick it to the to the Browns and the Cleveland than than and to really just prove that you're always going to be big brother to their little brother than by knocking them out of the playoffs, knocking your your reserves, knocking their starters out of the playoffs when they're when they're playing their biggest game. It's this to be the biggest game for them since 2002. Uh, that wildcard playoff game at, after the 2002 regular season when they had that 24 seven lead on Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh came all the way back. This is, this is Cleveland's biggest game since then. Ironically enough. So it, it would just be, it would be, uh, it would be quite the um, pleasant surprise. All right. Here's a comment from pops in control too. Since the merger Steelers have been the best. Yeah. I don't know if you're, if you're referring to uh overall record, but they're probably pretty close. I know they've been a model of consistency since I've been alive. I was born in 1972, which was the, their first magical year as a franchise. That was the year of the Immaculate Reception. So they've had quite a run, so they're, they're definitely up there as far as the uh, post-merger NFL franchises. Here's one from Evgeny Crosby. Wouldn't that be sweet if it was one of the, either one of those two guys? Penguin Superstars. If the Steelers can avoid KC, they get to the Super Bowl. I can certainly get on board with that. Here's one from Marquise Bryant. Damn, last regular season game tomorrow, meaning, meaning Sunday. I know, time flies, man. Time flies. It feels like only yesterday we were getting ready to watch that first Giants game on Monday Night Football, that, uh, that, that week one game in, in New York. And here we are talking about week seventeen and and the Steelers' prospects for um for going to the Super Bowl. And I think if you would have if you would have asked any fan back then, just uh, if you would have handed them a contract and said Pittsburgh would be no worse than twelve and four, no worse than number three seed, sign right here, they would take that deal, you know. But I mean, obviously, you can't do that. And 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 they got after the eleven and zero start, and they had that that rut. Uh, towards the end of the uh towards the uh what the uh, tw- uh the tw- 11th or 12th week uh, around that uh part of the season which was pretty late for them and and they they had a slump and everybody lost confidence in them but like we talked about earlier in the show it's amazing what one game or in this case one not even a half of football can do to to um raise everybody's level of confidence And i think everybody's uh again to repeat myself feeling pretty good about their chances now of uh, of uh, going on a run into playoffs. Regardless of what happens on Sunday in Cleveland, that to me that doesn't matter. I could care less. Actually I'd be working. So what what better game to uh to miss than than that game. It'd be my first Sunday working at my new job. So at least I don't have to worry about uh checking my phone every five minutes because I don't think I'm allowed anyway. Here's one from Zach Micklin talk. Tony is Mark Malone available He won the only game I have ever gone to 1984 49ers game. Well I'm sure he's available but I don't think he's in football shape. that's the only problem he, he probably needs a few weeks to get back into football shape. Here's one from Charles Wigand seems similar to playing Buffalo in 04 knocking them them out of playoff the playoffs with our second and third stringers. yeah that's exactly what it feels like. Uh, Pittsburgh went into that game 14 and one, uh, Bill Cowher, who was a coach at that time, he rested Ben and Jerome Bettis and Deuce Daly and probably Troy. I can't remember that far back. James Ferrier, all those guys, Joey Porter, he rested them all and they knocked off the bills and they were part of the reason why the bills went almost two decades without even making the playoffs that Oh four Steelers team. So yeah, it's, it's a similar, it's, it's similar. Pittsburgh has absolutely nothing to lose. You know, speaking of Bill Cowher, uh back in the 90s, Pittsburgh went into their final game two or three times with everything locked up. And, you know, Cowher was in the habit of resting everybody, you know, and I remember the one year, 94, uh, they had the number one seed locked up. The Chargers were were going for that number two seed and they were playing their their hearts out. They were playing everybody. Pittsburgh was Play, they played nobody in that game. Mike Tomczak was a quarterback. You know, whoever else was on that roster of, of great import, importance didn't play. And the uh, Chargers needed a last-second field goal to win that game. Of course, they, it would have been better off if Pittsburgh won that game because the Chargers uh, beat Pittsburgh in the AFC Championship game. But the next year, it was the same thing. In, in, in Green Bay, the Packers were going for the division title. Pittsburgh had the number two seed locked up. They couldn't get to number one. And they actually would have won that game, but Yancy Thigpen dropped a, touch, a short touchdown pass with like 30 seconds to go. So, you know, sometimes when you have nothing, when you, when you can play loose and you no pressure, it's amazing what even the backups can do. Here's a super chat from Evgeny Crosby. You think Ben will sign an extension in the off season? Actually, I don't. I think what's going to happen is he's going to come back for one more year and then call it a career. That's what I mean the more I think about it, that's how I think it's going to go. Um, financially it might be better for them. If he, if he signs an extension, cause they can, they, it would give a, give them some, uh, salary cap relief. But if you would ask me that a month ago, I might've said, yeah, he's coming back after 2021. But now I think this might be it for him. I think he's going to play out this year, play next year, and then call it a career, whether he wins another, another Super Bowl or not. Now, if he doesn't sign an extension next year, it's really going to hamstring them as far as their, uh their cap implications. Cause I think they, uh, I think he, he counts 41 million against the cap if he, if he comes back next year. So, you know, I'm sure I'm, I, I don't know what, I don't know what, if you're the Steelers, what do you do? Do, do you want Ben to sign an extension? Do you want to keep delaying your, um, finding your heir apparent for another two or three years? Or do you just want to bite the bullet next year? Hope you find a way to win with Ben and then say adios. It, it It's been nice. And here's a five dollar super chat from Never Trumper. He doesn't have anything to say, but hey, thank you for the uh, for the five dollars, Never Trumper. Always appreciated. Happy New Year. Well, I, I I'm telling I'm being being told by the live chat to blow the blow Never Trumper off. But when you when you donate, we got to highlight you because you know we're all like Brian likes to say we're all a family, whether we agree or disagree on certain things. Even if you're trying to be a troll in the in the live chat, you know, hey, if you want to be a troll and donate money, troll away. So thank you for that five dollars. And as Evgeny Crosby says, he thinks that Ben's going to sign an extension. I think a lot of people are in agreement with you. I again to repeat to repeat, I I didn't think I thought I would have been in agreement with you about a month ago, but now I think he he might want to move on after next year. All right. And it's been a fun show. Uh you know, it took me it took me like a few minutes to get into into a groove. I'm not used to doing this after dark. But I got used to it and I, and, and you guys were fun to uh to play with tonight and um <clears throat> I'm uh, actually I, I have to get to another super chat. I can't sign off just yet. This is for Never Trumper again. He he might he might give a snowman a run for his money is our uh, our secret admirer. Ben has had one good half in the last four games, so yeah, let's rest him. Dumbest move ever. Well, I thank you for the five dollars. There, never trumper, but that's not a very that's not a very wise thing to say. You know, you can't you you can't um you can't put him at him at, re, at risk. If you we saw this last year, you don't have Ben, you don't have a chance. So you wanna you wanna talk about uh, a dumb move? It would be a dumb move. For Mike Tomlin to play him in that game and then have him get hurt, he would never hear the, hear the end of it. He actually it actually might be a reason to fire him at that point. So, no, it would not. It would not be a. It would be a dumb move to play Ben on Sunday. Here's a four ninety nine super chat from Adam White. I missed it, but I, I'm reading it. Welcome to Friday night. Big fan of the show. Well, thank you, Adam White. I appreciate that. All right, and and I will. Uh, uh, on that note, I will call it a night. I will get off and enjoy the rest of. Well, uh, nope. Uh, here's another one. The, the donations just keep rolling in from Snowman. Ten dollars super chat, and that is he 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 re, he reclaims the title if if he was ever in danger of losing it as our Robin Masters. Good luck with your new job, Tony. Well, thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty uh it's a pretty challenging job so far, but I'll get used to it. So uh, thank you for that, Snowman. Thank you for the ten dollars. And thank you to even never Trumper for his uh his um generous donations tonight. Everybody out there in the live chat who 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 even if you didn't donate, I, I appreciate the interaction and and it's always great to to talk Steelers football with you guys, whether we agree or not. And on uh, on that note, I will bid you adieu. I will talk to you on Monday with Brian on the hangover. Until then, uh, please check out behind the steel curtain. Please check out our, our YouTube channel and our, and our Facebook page. Please find us uh, all of our all of our podcasts on, on audio, any audio platform. And um, on that note, I will I will say good night and happy new year and go Steelers.